Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. I don't know if it's just you, but whether it's summer or whether I'm going on a cruise in the middle of winter, trying to find a swimming suit can be totally frustrating. Am I the only one? (laughs) Yes. No. I have the pathological fear of swimsuits. I really do. I've tried on 90. Literally? Yes, literally. Yes. And, but I finally found one, and it was from Lime Ricky. Oh, my gosh. I love Lime Ricky. I took it's my like daughter. Cutest. In fact, we ended up being National Pineapple Day, and we got one, buy one, get one half off. We both found swimsuits that for her cute little figure and mine sort of kind of wannabe. It was <laughs> great. I love it. I wear that suit all the time. I know. I don't hide anymore. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that they carry just a wide selection of fashionable things, whether you want a yes. one piece or if you want a tankini top. They're all modest. They don't make you feel like you're trying to be a tween. Yes. Um, in a, and they're cute. In though. a 30 cute. something yeah. body. Yes. But, um, and they do use really high quality fabrics and that make it so that they don't wear out in five seconds because right. some of those really do. Um, and does anybody else worry about buying a swimming suit online? Oh, yeah. Totally yes, about because that? I'm afraid they're going to come in that small, small yes. size. So, and I love that they have that risk free policy that if you ever want to return it, if, um, right when you get it, if it doesn't fit, if, Keep the tags on, send it back, and they will always give you a full refund or you're welcome to get something else. Take the hassle at a swimsuit shopping. Check out LimeRicky.com. And I love, love, love the owners, women and moms who are on a mission to find something for themselves that was cute and fashionable and modest. And then after they figured it out, they decided to share it with the world. Check them out at LimeRicky.com. Hello and welcome to the living room. Come on in and grab a seat and get comfortable. We're an open and honest group of women and in various ages and stages of life. Well, we're willing to get real and tell it like it is. Be a little honest here today, ladies, because this is a topic that it's going to go deep and it's going to maybe hit a nerve, but hopefully also get a few laughs. We're willing to share what works for us and hope that you'll find something here today as a takeaway that works for you too. My name is Jody. I'm the host of today's show and I'm joined by some great friends. And so let's say hi. Heather, Connie, Michelle, Christy, Kate, and back to me. And I'm just, I'm glad to be here with everyone. I'm going to start today's discussion off with a little bit of a flashback. Okay. High school. We don't like to go there, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to take you there. Um, I was actually a sophomore in high school, just about to turn 16. Cute guy walking down the hall, have algebra books, German book. Oh yes. Frau Tietz was my German teacher. (laughs) And, uh, but I, I'm excited because I think this cute boy is going to ask me out. And he says, Jody, I need to tell you something. And I'm thinking, great, go ahead, Jody. No, I really need to tell you something. And uh, then he proceeds to say, Jody, you have sideburns. <laughs> and I, I still remember the moment of not knowing whether to run out the front doors to the Lady of Our Lord convent, which is about a mile from my high school in Decatur, Illinois. Um, and say, I will never talk to a boy again. But what that did that particular day is it gifted me uh, a wonderful uh, term, sideburn moments. And what I've come to understand is that we as women, it doesn't matter whether we're 15-year-olds or whether we're 46, um, we have sideburn moments. They exist. And it's it's how we um, face them, what we do with them, that 
really helps us achieve that inner peace. And so we're going to talk about body image today. And Heather has a great story that I think will help us um, open that dialogue. Oh, you know, it was a couple years ago. I wish I could say it was like early 20s, but it wasn't. I was much more, <laughs> I was supposedly much more mature than that. So it was probably, I was probably 32 or 33, and I just finished teaching at our local university. And I remember driving home, and there was a woman walking across the street. And although she was younger than me, she walked across the street, and I remember thinking so clearly, oh, my gosh, I wish I looked just like you. Uh-huh. Just like you. Like, I wish I'd, <laughs> Everything. I'd take that for what it's worth, but I just remember looking at her and thinking, I wish my hair was like you. I bet that's really easy to make it look like that. And I wish I had your legs and your everything. I just wish I looked like her. And I kept driving home thinking, man, why is it that this is how I look and that's how she gets to look? <laughs> and about halfway home... And and how I got to it, I don't know if it was the right way or not, but I started to think, wait a second, what if like she has gonna is gonna get cancer next year? <laughs> and I know that's really silly, like, but I had to do something, work. right? <laughs> and I thought, I don't know what her family history is. What if she looks like that, but she has a million other struggles that I don't have, right? And so as silly as it was, I started to process and all of a sudden it came full circle to where I was able to say, wait a second, but look at all the things that I can do. I just had a baby, which clearly contributed to the fact that I was comparing myself <laughs> yeah. to everyone else. But I started to think, wait a second, I have a body that can have children and go through that. Um, up in During that pregnancy, I had run a, a half marathon. And I remember thinking, I have legs that are strong enough to do this. I have arms that are strong enough to do these things. I have a husband who loves me like this. He, he doesn't love her. He loves me. And I look different than that. And that's okay. And so as silly as it is, every once in a while I catch myself going back to that. Someone passes and I think, man, I wish. And then I think, no, 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 I don't wish. I'm really grateful that this is what I've been given. But but it took me a little bit. You know, it took me a couple miles there to, to go back to that humility. And so I know for me, when it comes to, to self-image, I have to go back to being grateful. And it's not always easy, but I have to think... Sometimes the gratitude comes from thinking about how much worse it could be, right? I think it could be really bad. It could be this and it's not. And that helps me remember what I'm thankful for. So I appreciate your honesty. I think, I think there's always been yeah. that person or for whatever reason you're in the moment where, you know, you're, it is a, literally a bad hair day and I have naturally curly hair and it is sometimes just a beast of its, of its own. And, and you take something as simple as hair, but then you're next to somebody, which I was last, uh, last August when we were getting ready for a PTA function and I'm next to a woman who has alopecia and we start talking about of all things you know just just hair um and and what that what that means in terms of how you feel um and how that allow you allow it to define you and so what I'd like to do now is to think of how can we achieve sideburn moments not defining us? How do we get to that point where we look at internet ads and social media and unfortunately all those messages that are out there that that do affect girls whether you are 15 or whether you are 46 but where do we go for that strength? It is gratitude but then there's other solutions too. So let's open that discussion and talk about how we've struggled with this but how we see our physical self um, and the beauty, where we find that beauty. Connie, let's start with you. Well, I think it's also um, making a choice in that moment. I remember sitting very clearly. I was studying at at a university in Hawaii, and I was sitting on a blanket on the beach. We were going with these cute, I must say, hot guys, and they had Mm -hmm. asked us to go with them. And inside, all my friends were like, woohoo! 
And I, inside, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to see my thighs. They're going to see me in a suit. Like, I'm in Hawaii. Well, like, right. they're not going to. And they're to. like, yes, come on. See that's Bonnie's right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Do you think they care? I don't think they're thinking about they're thighs. Thrilled. But anyway, so we get there and we're sitting on this. And I literally, we're, we make this blanket. We get out to it. And I'm, I'm undressing, kind of, you know, your cover up and everything while I'm sitting on the blanket and everybody's going in the water and I'm smiling like all is going well. Hi, have fun. I want to be sitting on this blanket, just sunning in this position that makes my thighs not look so big. <laughs> and so this guy comes over and he's sitting on the blanket behind me and I'm just dying. I am dying. I'm supposed, I'm in Hawaii. I'm supposed to be having fun. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, and he's just sitting there and I want to go in the dang water. I'm dying of heat. And finally I just thought, Connie, get off the blanket He's seen your thighs as much as you think you're hiding it. And so I literally stood up and I swear they must have had a bet or something because it was pretty obvious I was sitting on the blanket the whole time. <laughs> so I stood up and I don't know why, but I turned around and he said, Connie, and I turned around and I did this cute little pose, not like a playboy pose, but like, you know, like a cute pose, like yeah. a wave high. And he took a picture and I was like, that's right, buddy. This is me. This doesn't just happen. And so <laughs> and I went in the water. And what was so um, awesome is that this gal that went with me she was engaged to this guy that was Hawaiian she comes walking up and I kid you not she is in college issue swimsuit wear which I've got to tell you was black and ugly it was like <laughs> circa 1920 she had black thick socks and the black flippers on her feet I kid you not this vision that walks up beside me and she doesn't care she's with her fiance who is Mr. It. Buff Hawaii mm -hmm. and she's going for it and I thought you know what that's it. That's Something the attitude that I said. need. So it's a choice. It's saying in that moment, I don't care. I'm scared to death and I feel so self-conscious right now and I don't care. I'm going to own this moment. We have so much working against us saying we're not good enough. You know, why? Why are those societal images so powerful? I was just going to say, I think it, I heard recently um, somebody saying that we often see the minority masquerading as the majority. Mm -hmm. And I think all we see is society is celebrities. That's mm -hmm. what's broadcast. The rest of the mm -hmm. world is not broadcast. So we get this tiny minority that we believe is the majority and it's anything but. And I think most of those people don't even know who they are. I think they've been told most of their lives who they are. And yet we look at them and think that they know and they're so far from from that, and yesterday I was watching a show, Wendy Williams' show, and she was talking about the musical singer Sierra. And I don't know much about her, but I guess she had sold a couple million albums last year, and this year she only sold 20,000. And she said, this Wendy Williams said, well, the problem is Sierra has such a clean image that, you know, if you were my daughter, I would be thrilled, but you're never going to make it in the industry because Aww. you're not edgy enough. Mm. And my heart just stopped when she said that because I thought, hey, how can you say if you were my daughter, I'd be thrilled. And then in the next sentence say, but you're never going to make it in the industry because you're not edgy enough. And mm -hmm. I thought, Sierra, I hope you take that as a huge compliment for one. But she just said, sorry, and put down the mic and do something else because this isn't going to work. Aww. And I just thought of the, it's so silly, but when she said that, I thought of the book, The Hunger Games and the Capitol and how silly and aloof those people are and how they look and everything. Right. And I thought, the Capitol's Hollywood. That really, and the rest of us are these districts going, we don't care. You are so silly because they are and, and you feel bad and not to bash them. I'm sure there are people there that do feel good about themselves, but be a hard place to try to feel good about yourself, but we're told right that there is something to that, yeah. and that's going to don't you think the magic words are going to make you happy? Yeah. You are missing out on something. Now you take that down um, and maybe um, 
you know, downsize it and say, you go to your local gym or wherever, and you do have a few of those, sure. um, you know, images pop in your head where you're like, oh man, okay, I'll go. I, I, I need the spray tan or I need this mm-hmm. in order to what? Secretly inside, it's that dialogue. I'll be a little happier or I'll be, be a little more self-assured, like you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Do you think talking about it helps women? I love the fact that I know that you, Heather, have looked across the street and said, oh, yeah. I want to be her for right now. Well, because Heather's really, beautiful. You know? And exactly. so you're like, if Heather thought no, that, she then was holy really cow. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, you are really beautiful. Exactly. You know, for you to say that, it's like, oh, if Heather thought that, then... Well, I, and I think we, we all do. I think it's yeah. normal to just... To feel that way, right? Because there's things about ourselves we don't like. And, and we compare the worst and we to compare, us. Right. And we're I always doing that. I think that's one of the solutions that I'm glad that has been brought up, that it's so normal to feel yeah. a little inadequate about something that you don't have. You know, you don't have, um, uh, the, as, you're not as big on top, you're bigger on the bottom, or however you define it. But the reality is, is that you're not the only one in the room feeling that way. And it, it it's okay to be able to say, I've had those issues before. Um having three daughters and one son, I want my girls to understand that, hey, mom's been there. She's had those sideburn moments. She wanted to break into that boy's house and draw a Sharpie marker all (laughs) over his face. But then in the moment, you know what? And I did say prayers. Oh, please, God, don't let him grow sideburns because boys that are 15 (laughs) want them. And I don't. Um, And he shouldn't, he should not get them. But the reality is, is that I, I also looked at that and thought, you know what? I'm, I'm still, I, I sang and I danced and I did things I enjoyed. And the reality was, is that wasn't going to define me. I still remember that, but it is a teaching moment. It isn't a moment that, that really burned me, I guess, if you will. Not going to work. Well, you know, <laughs> do, you, I don't either. do you know what's funny though? Some of the best advice that I ever received before my husband and I got married, we had an ecclesiastical leader and he said to me by myself, he said, women have a tendency to point out all their faults to their husband. And he said, I want you to know that most of the things you point out, your husband will never even notice. Mm -hmm. And he said, so if you don't, if you think your feet are long, don't tell him because he won't even notice that until you say, Hey honey, I really don't like my feet. And then he's going to not like your feet too. And if you don't like this or you don't like that, or you think this is funny about yourself, he said, don't, don't point out all those, those Mm -hmm. physical faults Mm -hmm. because your husband, he's not looking at them until you make them so blatantly clear. And I think we do that all the time. You know, we, we use it as a coping mechanism where when it comes to our image, we say, Oh man, my hair today, or we make excuses for these things. Well, half the time, no one's even paid attention to those things because they're too busy worrying about how they look (laughs) and all the other things that they have going on. So we need to stop. I think we need to stop pointing out all these things that we think are negative or making excuses. Why should I have to make an excuse for who I am? I shouldn't. Well, and it's really um, very self-image focused. If you are focused on yourself, that's where you are, where you're in a group and just like Kate said, Heather, you're beautiful. You know, we're focused on the fact that you always look elegant because when Mm -hmm. you wear your hair up, I mean, it's like, you know, a little bit of Catherine Hepburn going on, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Connie looks fabulous in the color cyan, you know, and it's just something where she's got, she's got a great smile, you know, I mean, Michelle, she looks businesslike all the time, just like she's smart and she knows things. And Christy looks like she can step out on Broadway anytime and just, you know, and Kate, who's also pregnant, is just a happy, pregnant, wonderful, vibrant, you know, woman. (laughs) The glow. She sees me once a month. <laughs> but doesn't that tell us that maybe we're looking at uh, outward things a little bit too often? Mm-hmm. We need to look on the inward. But Chrissy, you had you had a comment you wanted to make. Um, I just love this quote by Stephanie Nielsen. And if you don't know who Stephanie Nielsen is, she is this beautiful woman 
who was absolutely physically totally gorgeous. Um, she was in a plane crash with her husband and another fellow and she was burned over 80% of her body and she lived through this excruciating time. And her book called Heaven is Here, I really, really loved it. Sometimes it's hard for me to read her blog because I compare myself to her, but her book I felt was super, super relatable. But she has a quote where she says, I am not my body. Mm -hmm. And I love, love, love that quote. Sometimes we struggle with body image issues for other reasons other than just, oh, my thighs are fat or, oh, you know, my hair isn't this or that. Sometimes there are abuse issues. Sometimes there are eating disorders. Sometimes there are very serious issues that take us away and separate us. Um, but if I love that quote because saying, I am not my body reminds me that I am a spirit. I am a soul and I'm living in this body. And if I can connect to it and love it and appreciate it for what it can give me, that's wonderful. But that's the body isn't who I am. Oh, I love that. I love the point that you make that our body, because I see this thing nowadays is this enmity towards our body where it's this love hate relationship. And I love that you bring up that we need to connect with it and make peace with it because it is our vehicle. It is, there is a body soul connection and how we feel inside is how it's reflected on the outside and vice versa. And I love that. I think when we start partnering with our bodies and stop judging it and, and negating it and all of those things and going to the root of why do I do that? Why am I not gentle? with myself mm -hmm. when we can connect with our body and and just appreciate and partner with it i agree i think that shifts it shifts who you are and what you think yeah my daughter just competed in a state science fair and there was an experiment there that really fascinated me and it was to do with water crystals and one of the kids put water crystals on a slide and they spoke positively to them every day. And they put other water crystals on a different slide and spoke negatively to them every day. And they put them in the freezer and then put them under a microscope. And to see the energy of the positive language made these beautiful ice crystals. And the energy of the negative language made plain droplets. And I thought, how often do I make myself into a plain droplet simply by my words and my own agency? Now, I do want to say that I don't want to sound like a professional. I've been the skinniest in my whole life. I've been 124 pounds as an adult and really working hard on my body every day and strong. And I still didn't love my body. I didn't love my body as much then as I don't love it now at 145 pounds. <laughs> it's, it, it really isn't about weight or anything. It's this relationship we have to develop through positive talk. I like that. Michelle, you had something. Well, gosh, I was just thinking about all of these things. And I remember in the seventh grade, um, when you are like, go steady with a boy, but that doesn't really mean you do anything like yeah. you're almost <laughs> scared of each other in the hallway. Well, I had this boy that I really liked for a long time and it took, it took me a little while to kind of woo him. And then he finally said, will you go with me? And my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> and the last day of school, he broke up with me and I was devastated. And I remember talking to another friend about it and saying, I don't understand why everything was great and all worked. And, and we were, you know, we were chatting and passing each other notes in school and, <laughs> and I don't know what happened. And he said, well, he dumped you for your clothes. And I remember in that instant, 
not not knowing that that was a thing like until that was brought up that was that was like I didn't know that was a thing like I didn't know there were different kinds of clothes and I grew up in a house with a single mom um and she did the best she could and we often left the house in mismatched hand-me-downs and we were off we were grateful for clothes and that doesn't mean that I always looked like a -a ragamuffin and by seventh grade I had kind of figured out putting things together right. and, mm-hmm. and how to make my bangs have the perfect claw and everything. <laughs> but um, it's interesting because as I've watched myself grow older, it's obviously things expand above and beyond clothing and the things that you wear. And now I, I weigh significantly more than my husband, who's 145 pounds wet. And, <laughs> um, and so I still constantly have this issue. And what I think to myself more than anything else is I love the thought that Christy brought up that I am not my body. And that connection that Connie talked about is so real because I remember when I lost 40 pounds after I had my second baby. And I realized that my body was my vehicle to my dreams. Like it doesn't define me, but it aids me in the things that I want. And once I, I like realized, that word, yeah. aid. I mean, yes. you just, that simple three letter word. It yes. aids, it aids me. what I do. Yes. And so I can't be the kind of mom I want to be, or the kind of wife I want to be, or the kind of woman I want to be, or the business owner I want to be. If, if my body is so out of shape and out of tune that I don't have the energy to do the things that I want and that my limitations come from that, from that knowledge. And so whether it's someone saying, Hey, I don't like what you wear and triggers that come up when that happens just from something so far away or me just looking in the mirror and saying, gosh, forget the clothes. That's not the problem. (laughs) But I think that the conversations that we have to ourselves are so valuable and that we have to, we have to find peace with that within ourselves. We can't expect someone else to finally say, Michelle, you dress really nice. (laughs) And then let those childhood things go away. It's got to be the talk that we have to ourselves that our brain believes the most. So I want to bring something up and I appreciate that, Michelle, because you're bringing up, Again, that thought that things affect us and research has shown that there are, you know, those triggers of it, you will be brought back to that moment where that sideburn moment happened and you are that, you know, maybe not as confident young girl going, oh, wait a minute, but I thought I was okay. Now you're telling me I'm not okay. Um, it could be, you know, early in your marriage. It could be literally just, I remember a commercial coming on. Um, one of the lovely commercials that come on where you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I, I don't have wings and uh, I don't strut like that. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and really feeling like, oh my heavens, is that what a man envisions a woman is supposed to be? And then realizing how lucky I am that I sit next to the man who uses his remote control and turns it off without even by having to say something. My daughters are in the room, my son's in the room, and he just does it. That to me was was one of those winning sideburn moment victories that go, you know what? It is. It's that dialogue that I have with myself that says, I, I don't want to be that. That's not what I aspire to be. I, a woman does not have wings, nor do I want them. <laughs> they would get in the way. But, you know, if I'm honest to say in that moment, it does give me that little, ah, and what do I do with it? So here's here's one thing I want to bring up from a book that's called Body Image Breakthrough, Learning to See Your Body and Your Beauty in a Whole New Light by J.C. Whiteman. Um, It came out about a year ago, but she has a chapter called Feasting on Christ. And let me tell you, I learned two lessons from my sideburn moment that I, I will tell youth when I speak to them. I will use it even when I speak to grown women. First, when you have a sideburn moment, you have to immediately go to somebody that you trust that loves you, but loves God. 
if I went to my mother after the sideburn moment, I know exactly what she would have said. Jody, you are beautiful. You sing and you dance and, you know, your hair is so curly and let's go get ice cream and give me the number to that boy because I'm going to tell, you know, his mother a lesson. <laughs> I'm going to tell, you know, tell her to, to raise a, a better son. Second thing, though, is if you don't go to the higher source to be healed from those sideburn moments, those sideburn moments will never heal. What J.C. Whiteman writes is, is ask the question, what are you feasting on? Mm. So if you are truly satisfied, you are never hungered is what she writes. And so if you think of that literally, you know, whatever you crave physically, it's because you are hungering for those things. What are we hungering for? in that image wise. And so are, are we truly a product of what we're feasting after? And to be healed of that, strangely enough, to fix body image, even at deepest levels, whether we're talking eating disorders or, um, you know, being abused and having to readjust to that idea of, of, of what is a healthy relationship with your body. But I believe it comes from that higher power that literally heals you from sideburn moments, whether you are that 15-year-old girl or that 46-year-old woman who is saying, I don't have wings, should I? <laughs> I'm grateful that the dialogue is so honest, but any other thoughts on how we heal the, those sideburn moments? Christy? I just wanted to say to anybody that might be struggling with some deeper issues that there's hope in that, in what you just said, and that we don't know when it's going to be. Sometimes I think we put timetables on ourselves. Like we have to love our body by this day or I'm trying so hard. Why can't I love my body? Why can't I overcome this eating disorder? Why can't I overcome these hard things that have happened to my body? Even surgeries and hard things like that. Just keep on. And we see you and we're with you and we Thank love you. you. I was just going to say, I um, remember one time in high school with my friend deciding to say every good thing that came to our minds. And we decided to um, tell people when we thought they were so cute or we like your hair or whatever. And, and it was scary to say that we didn't know people and we started to do it. And in that time, I realized that I had the power to become a person that could tear down or a person that could build up. And in finding the good in other people and seeing the good, I found the good in me. And, and it was such a powerful thing. And we became lovers of so many people and ourselves. And I think I would say to anybody that struggles, cultivate the good that's in you. Every single one of us is a child of God, whether you think it or not, you are, and you are of worth. And so I think the more positive you see in others, the more positive you'll see in you. Well, I think this, this rolls into being women and being mothers also, you know, whether you have girls or boys, whoever you're raising, we're examples to them of what this looks like. And so, you know, we have a son and we will have five girls kind of when our family's complete. And when I look at them, if I'm constantly pointing out my faults and not happy with myself and living that way, you know, I've got six kids who are watching that. I've got a son who needs to choose a wife one day and I've got daughters who need to believe in their in themselves. And so I think one thing for me that's really helped is to recognize where my strengths are and actually share them with my children. And those strengths might not be my thighs and that's okay. But you know what? I play a mean game of tennis and I can color in a coloring book like nobody's business. <laughs> and and those things, once I share them with them, that's what they then see. And they see those true strengths. 
and they look at me and they say, mom, you are beautiful. And they're not saying I'm beautiful because of my hair or because of my legs or because of my stomach. It's exactly, (laughs) that's not what they see. They see the beauty that really comes from within because of my abilities and my, you know, compassion and my passion for things. Thank you. We forget to do that. You know, we forget to share with them who we really are. And once we do, that's why people really love us. They love us for those genuine characteristics. We have to share those things. I love that thought that, you know, people will never forget the way that you made them feel. Right. Um, My grandmother was a grandma. uh, Well, she was a grandmother to 58, but she was a mother to 12. Ooh, I'll get weepy if I, if I talk too long about her. But the lesson that she taught me the most was when she was passing away, um, I walked into her um, apartment that was in my aunt's house and I crawled into bed next to her. And as I, as I was next to her soft body, it was soft. You know, it was not muscly at that point. She's 85 years old. She, uh, and, and I held her hands in my hands and I saw the wrinkles and the age spots. And all that came through my head was these were the hands that taught me to crochet. These are the hands that I made wheat bread next to, you know, and we kneaded the dough together. These are the hands that helped me sew my first shirt when I was in third grade. And yes, the left armhole was so tight, it hurt my arm, but Miss Matthews knew I made that shirt. I, I think that then at the end of that visit, getting to the end of her bed and lifting up her white nightgown and seeing her legs that are 85 year old legs that are old, they were beautiful. And it's that thought that those legs carried her through three missions, um, through all those grandkids that wanted to sit on her lap all at one time. Uh, you're right. We have talked about all these amazing things that our bodies do for us. And if we celebrate them and celebrate the gift that they are, not only to us, but because of what others' bodies do for them, that we are, we're able to hold our children. We're able to push them in the stroller. Um, I appreciate that. And I love the dialogue that has been shared. We are going to close, and we've got a quote that we're going to end with. Um, As we are getting to that, let me just thank you for joining us today, and hopefully you will be candid in your discussion with those that you have um, influence over, especially to help them love their bodies as God made them to be. So just to wrap up, a quote that I've always loved, it says, Life is too short to waste any amount of time on wondering what other people think about you. In the first place, if they had better things going on in their lives, they wouldn't have the time to sit around and talk about you. What's important to me is not others' opinions, but what's important to me is my opinion of myself. Mm -hmm. And we've got to just come back to that. We've got to really come back to how we feel. Absolutely. And thank you, each one of you, for contributing. We are... The Living Room, uh, www.fromthelivingroom.com. There can be more discussion in depth on our uh, website. Join us there and listen to some of the other shows that we have and find links to our individual blogs. We hope that you'll join us again and add your spirit to our community. And in the meantime, enjoy the gift that you have been given of a beautiful body. And we'll see you next time on The Living Room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.